Welcome back to the Self-Care Bestie Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, and today we're going to talk about how to keep your anxiety from affecting your kids. But before we do that, I want to let you know there is an awesome freebie on my website, selfcarebestie.com. Under the freebies tab, or right when you get to the homepage, it is a five-day anxiety-reducing email course. So over the course of five days, I'm breaking down the exact strategies that I share with clients in my private practice to reduce anxiety and overcome stress and even panic attacks. So check it out at selfcarebestie.com. All right, so now as a therapist who works primarily with women, I hear about mom fears and mom guilt a lot. (laughs) But a common source of these often comes in the form of this question. How do I keep my anxiety from affecting my kids? So if you're a mama and a worrier, this is the episode for you. (laughs) But even if you're just one of those, stick around. I promise to make it worth your while. I think it's important to first talk about why mamas tend to worry so much about how their own anxiety may affect their kids. And we'll start with the two most obvious reasons. One is that we love our kids, and two is that anxiety sucks. Now, most of the women who come into my office for help with anxiety, as well as many students in my Fearless course, are caregivers. So by the very nature of how they spend most of their time, their main focus is on others, namely their spouses and their kids. They also truly see motherhood as a huge gift and a huge responsibility, which can be broken down to the fact that they're super nervous that they're doing it wrong, or they're worried if they get enough things wrong, they're going to ruin their kids. Is this resonating at all? Does this sound familiar? I can definitely relate, especially in my earliest years as a mom. But now that I've been in the parenting game for over a decade, and not to mention the foster parenting game, I feel a lot more comfortable and at ease as you know a mom and in my role as a mother. I'm not saying that I do everything perfectly or even close, because that's a huge joke. <laughs> um, and I certainly have my share of mom fails, but I do feel confident enough to be able to share a few rules of thumb for not letting your anxiety trickle down to your kids. And a few of them will actually surprise you, so let's jump right in. Number one is to normalize anxiety and worries for your kids. Honestly, anxiety is a normal part of life. It's our brain's way of trying to keep us safe, right? But sometimes our protective brains do too much and go into overdrive on the worrying front. This happens to adults, but it also happens to kids. So allow what is there to be there for both you and your kids. Remind yourself that when anxiety is present for you or your kids, it doesn't mean anything about you or them. For example, if you're having a particularly difficult time with your own anxiety, it doesn't mean that your kids are going to pick up on it and they'll develop an anxiety disorder as a result. And likewise, if your kids are having a lot of worries in a particular season, I mean, hello, this is 2020 and the time of this recording, we're all pretty anxious. It doesn't mean they're not going to grow up to be functional adults or that you're a bad mom. It just means that right now you're worried or right now they're worried and that is okay. This too shall pass. And so keeping with that theme, let's continue on by saying step number two is to focus on modeling healthy coping. While you may be spending a considerable amount of time worrying about the effect your anxiety will have on your kids, that's not going to do anyone any good. So instead, shift your focus to modeling healthy coping for them. This will do way more good in the long run than any harm you think you're doing by dealing with your own struggle with anxiety. 
whether we like it or not, our kids are little sponges that are observing us all the time and making conclusions, be they right or wrong. So the best thing we can do when we're struggling with stress or anxiety is to take care of ourselves and allow our kids to see us doing just that. Your kids need to see you resting, exercising, doing things that you love, and just sitting in stillness. They need to see you praying, listening to your favorite songs, and enjoying a cup of coffee. Why? Because in so doing, you're affirming their need for self-care and you're modeling healthy coping. Trying to shield our kids from our struggles may feel like the right thing to do, but in reality, they'll be facing struggles of their own in some way, someday, if they aren't already, again, 2020. And when they do, wouldn't it be wonderful if they already had some tools in their toolbox of healthy coping to deal with it? Wouldn't it be amazing if they didn't think anything was wrong with them because they're struggling with anxiety? As a therapist who's also a mama, that thought just lights me up. Anxiety is tough enough without adding shame to the mix, right? Okay, thirdly, we need to get in the habit of asking ourselves and our kids what they need and what we need. This is such a big one. Get in the habit of asking yourself what you need, both when you're feeling anxious and when you're not. Ideally, at the outset of each day, you would have a few minutes to sit in stillness and ponder that very question. And then, of course, you would answer it. Do you need to check things off your to-do list in order to feel peaceful? Do you need to take a nap in order to recharge? Do you need to nourish your body with healthy food and plenty of water to have enough energy for the day ahead? Do you need to call your therapist? Really let yourself take time with this question each day, but especially when you're feeling anxious. It might feel super uncomfortable at first, but the goal is to get to that next skillful action sooner than later. And often this question will help you arrive there. Additionally, practice asking your kids this. When you see them frustrated, upset, or anxious, simply notice and ask them, what do you need? Or is there something I can help you with? And then just give them time and space to answer. Because just like us, many of them are not accustomed to answering the question, what do I need? So they may not know right off the bat. But circle back to this question often, both with yourself and your kids. Okay, last but not least, focus on the journey, not the destination. If there's one thing parenting has taught me thus far, it's that there are truly so few things we can control. We cannot control our kids, that is for darn sure. And as such, it's important to keep our focus on one day at a time with our kids and, of course, ourselves. So please don't think that the thing you're feeling extreme mom guilt about today is going to land your child in a therapist's office one day. And also remember, it wouldn't be the worst thing if it did. I'm a little biased, though, as a therapist, but I think therapy is a good thing for everyone. But honestly, you really can't control whether or not your kids develop anxiety. All you can do is take care of your own worries and allow them to see you doing that. All you can do is talk to them about how you take care of yourself and why it's important. All you can do is ask them what they need, and then you let them be. You allow them to be who and what they are today, and you allow them to develop into who and what they will become down the road. This is a much more enjoyable, much less stressful, much less guilt-riddled approach to parenting, and also, it's a lot more fun. So, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. My email address is c. B-E-A-R-S-E counseling at gmail.com. Or as I said in the beginning of the podcast, check out my website, selfcarebestie.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at self underscore care underscore bestie.